I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the best bits this weekend. It's Morgan here, and I've got a very special guest. Mike D is on with me. I am back. You are back. Does it feel like you were just on here? Yeah, I think we said that last time. (laughs) It always goes by so fast. It does. The weeks are passing by very quickly, and we got a lot to talk about, and I need to hear about... The Titans-Dallas Cowboys game, of course. Yes. So we got that to talk about and a lot more. We're just going to dive right on in. You ready? I am ready. Coming in at number seven, I reviewed Alf for a millennial movie review. And y'all y'all were mad at me. <laughs> y'all were very <laughs> mad that I did not give this a higher score. And that's okay. I feel that. But I don't want to talk about Alf because we talked about Alf on the show. And I want to talk about some other things because I got Mike here. And I have not talked to you since... I've talked to you since Christmas, but I've not talked to you about Avatar 2 yeah. since Christmas. Okay, give me your review. I know you talked about it on your on your podcast. Yeah, so I didn't like the first one. How did you feel about that one? I enjoyed the first one for what it was. It was just so different. I think it was just that it was so overhyped, and by the time I watched it, I was like, there's no way to get a little up to that expectation, and it never felt like it did. I felt like a lot of it was focused on the aspect that it was 3D, and that's when, like, Everything was in 3D. It started that entire trend, so I felt like it relied so much on that that I didn't really love Avatar 1. So going into this one, I had very low expectations. But after seeing this movie, I'm completely in. Like It was so good. (laughs) And the fact that it just took you on this, not only like this big adventure that I felt like you really needed to see on a big screen, this one also hit you on an emotional level. And there was just so much action that I wasn't expecting. And I think it's the fact that it was in a water environment that made the entire like story better. I just mm-hmm. think that fit better in the water than it did in the jungle. So I am now all about it. I don't question any choice James Cameron <laughs> makes anymore. <laughs> okay, so no more questioning, and it sounds like we've got a new Avatar fan. And I've discovered so many Avatar fans. Oh, like, yeah. Everybody I've mentioned it to, they're like, oh, I love it. I was like, where are all these people? These movies make so much money. But I don't know a whole lot of people outside of this who would say like, it's my favorite movie, 
but everybody loves it so much that I had to check it out, and now I get it. Yeah, it is. It, it's a whole universe, even though there's now only two movies in it. Yeah. It is a whole universe. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. I'm I'm with you. I enjoyed the second one better than the first, to your mm-hmm. point, even though I did really like the first. But I'm now also curious, thinking about movies just in the past that I've seen, you're talking about expectations, and maybe we now have to go into every movie with low expectations, and maybe that's how we get our genuine reaction. I find you do enjoy it more when no one has told you much about it. Maybe you've just seen a trailer, or there's just like an actor in it that you like. When you don't know a whole lot about the story, and then you go watch something that's actually put together well, I just feel like your experience is so much heightened. That's happened to me a lot recently. Yeah, and social media hypes so many things up. Yeah. And I'm really good about not listening to the hype until yeah. like everybody hypes up, and then I'm like, wait, now it's too hyped up? Now I can't see it. It's <laughs> it, like this whole balance you have to go through. And it's hard for me too, because that's what I do. I review movies, and I want to be passionate about them and recommend them to people. So I am kind of guilty of overhyping things. And I try to give a warning like, yo, I really like this. I'm coming off of seeing this just now. So I do try to give that warning of not overhyping things. Yes. You're, you're trying your best to be a good <laughs> critic is where you're at. And I like it, Mike D. You know, and I did. I Avatar 2, I thought was phenomenal. We saw a late night showing in an IMAX theater. How did you do that at late night when it's a three plus hour movie? Oh. I had to make sure I was going. I went in, it was daytime. I left, it was nighttime. <laughs> and I made sure to go to an early showing because I was like, I don't want to fall asleep. I don't want to miss anything. How did you do a late night showing? Well, so what happened was I was at home and I was like, guys, I have to go see this movie. I'll go see it by myself if I'm the only one. But my parents, my sister and her boyfriend wanted to come. I'm like, cool, we can all go. And when we looked the tick for the dates that we could go, the tickets in like the good hours, mm-hmm. all the good seats were already gone. And I'm like, they're like, we're not going to go pay this money and sit for three and a half hours in like a bad seat in theater. And so the 10 o'clock showing pops up and I'm like, oh, all the good seats are up so we can go to 10 o'clock showing. And my parents are like, yeah, why not? Let's do it. <laughs> and my sister and boyfriend said, yeah, let's go. And we went and hilariously enough, my parents and my sister all do tend to fall asleep during movies when we're at home watching Mm -hmm. them. And I was just waiting for one of them to fall asleep during this movie. And surprisingly, my parents did not, but my sister did. (laughs) (laughs) We did catch her. I think she was out for maybe like five minutes. So because we gave her a hard time about it. She's like, "Okay, I'm up. Leave me alone. Uh, but despite that, everybody still really loved the movie. And we did get out at like 2 a.m. Yeah, that's late. It, it was a wild adventure. We slept in that next day, but it didn't. I think I was on so much adrenaline, too. I had so much candy and I was just like mm-hmm. sitting there happy at 10 o'clock in a movie theater like I was a little kid again that it even added to my experience. <laughs> you know, I was out late past my bedtime <laughs> to see this new movie. <laughs> I am curious. I always like asking people what you like your theater experience. Like, Where do you like to sit? Okay. Like you said, you had to get that. All the good seats were taken. So what is that good seat that you look for? Well, especially in like an IMAX or one that has like the whole surround going mm-hmm. on. I want to be dead center back. Like in the back, dead center. Like very far back? like Not to very the wall? far back, okay. but maybe like in the back five rows. Somewhere in there. And dead center. So I can see everything. Because I feel like if I'm off to the side, I'm trying to pay attention to what's happening to the left. Or if I'm on the left side, I'm trying to pay attention to what's happening on the right and I don't catch it all. I don't know like I, if my brain just has taught me to do that. So I have to be like in the center to feel like I'm getting the whole peripheral of everything happening. Yeah. Where do you like to sit? I have second row seat nine. I have it down to a science. That is the best seat in the house. Okay. And why is that? Tell me that. I think it's because that's the perfect place where you can sit for the sound. And it's like, de- it's not kind of like you, dead center. You see everything. And I just think that is the best seat. 
Okay, and wait, so when you say, you said row two, right? Yeah, so at the theater I go to, it's kind of split where there are some seats like closer to the screen, there's a walkway, and then two rows up to where all the main seats are. That second row is the best one. Okay, so not full-on second yeah. row. I'm like, dang, you really want to mess with your neck. Because yeah. <laughs> those front row seats are not bad, but they they're are not rough. That bad. No, but they're rough. I had to watch Endgame at a very <gasps> front seat. Oh, and how did that go? Were you like, I'm never going to let that happen again? No, it was fine. I like being engulfed in the screen. Was I a little bit too close? Yeah, but <laughs> if you go to a theater to see it on the big screen, you're literally looking everywhere and you see a screen. I was fine with it. Okay. Okay, well, I'm going to be looking for that scene. If you're not in it, I'm going to sit in it. <laughs> That's what all of us are going to be doing now. You gave away your spot. But as if Mike's there, Mike gets the seat. He found yeah. it. Finders, what is it? Finders, keepers, losers, weepers? Yeah. I think that's the My same. in-laws, though, we went to go see, I watched uh, Black Panther again with them. They like the very last row, like up at the top. Oh, okay. I didn't like that. The scandalous <laughs> row where things might happen. I feel like you're too far away <laughs> from the screen. That is, and it is. I think it also depends if you're like uh, nearsighted, farsighted, if you're a sight, that could have something to do with it too. Maybe that's why people choose the back row. But I remember in high school why people chose the back rows because you could get away yeah, with things. Yeah, there's no one behind you. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> in-laws having fun with you guys. I love it. Um, but I did think, I, speaking of Black Panther too as well, so many similarities between Avatar 2 and Black Panther 2. Yeah, I'm glad I watched Black Panther first because just the blue people. Mm -hmm. Underwater. It, there are just so many similarities Very happen. similar vibes. And it's funny because I, I don't think Avatar is owned by Disney, but it is on Disney. Do you know? No, it's not. I think Disney Plus just acquired the streaming rights. Got it. But it's yeah, it's not a Disney property. So even more interesting that two separate entities came up with this Blue people, underwater, you know, fight scenes, d just so many comparisons. And come out within a month of each other. <laughs> yes, in massive movies, yeah. things that people have been waiting for for so long. I, I couldn't take that away. When I left Avatar 2, I loved it so much, but I had to, I kept finding myself having to distinguish the two from each other. Yeah, very similar. Yes. So that was my only takeaway from Avatar 2. I'm like, okay, are we like, you know, in Hollywood, are we starting to cross some paths over there? What's going on? <laughs> I did see that. You got any other recommendations that aren't big theater? Maybe you haven't talked about them on your podcast, but you just liked it. It was a fun show or movie you watched. Well, a movie that I saw in theaters and like we were talking about, I had zero expectations going into it was a movie called The Menu. And not a whole lot of people saw it in theaters, but it's on HBO Max now. If you are into thrillers with a dash of like horror, not really. it's not really scary. It just has some kind of... I would say like graphic scenes of people getting stabbed, people Ooh, getting hurt. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you are into that, it's one of the best I've seen in the last five years. But also because I had such low expectations that the movie was just like, oh, man, that was actually really good. This is the key. We have found the key to yeah. enjoying movies and TV shows. Low expectations. So I won't overhype it. But if you're into thrillers, it's a good one on HBO Max. It has a pretty all-star lineup, too, doesn't it? Yeah. The cast or whatever. Yeah. Voldemort is the main guy. Oh, I love Voldemort. As an actor. Not actual Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, okay. And so that's on HBO Max now, though. It's yeah. not in theaters. Okay. Or maybe it's still in theaters. I think just HBO Max now. Cool. When it hits that, I think it means it's out of theaters. Usually. But I have noticed that if you, on HBO Max specifically, because they'll release new movies, and sometimes they'll release them right away, and it'll be like seven days, and then they take it off, and then they'll put it back on like two months later. Yeah. HBO Max was the one, they kind of started the same day in theaters and same day on HBO Max, like towards the 
kind of early on in the pandemic, and they're kind of getting away from that now. Okay. Because I've seen it with a few movies, because I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to watch that. And then, like, five days later, it's gone. I'm like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> so I will say, if you see it on there, just watch it. Don't don't wait. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's my app. <laughs> um, I did watch some things on Netflix that I really like that are, like, uh, more cheesy that I really enjoy, and I think people will enjoy. Okay. Uh, it's, of course, Emily in Paris season three. I binged that in, like, a day. I'm obsessed with that show. It is the cheesiest show ever, and I freaking love every moment of it. I've seen little... Like bits and pieces because my wife watched it too. It's I. What did you think of the bits and pieces that you saw? I thought it was pretty funny. I didn't know it was a comedy. Yeah, it is a comedy. It's like a it's a romantic comedy. I would say. Yeah. At least somewhere in that category. And I have really enjoyed it. And every time they live you on a cliffhanger, so you're ready for the next season. So I'm already ready for the <laughs> next season. And I hate myself when I binge that hard because then I'm sitting there for like another year waiting. It's awful. So, Emily in Paris season three and Ginny and Georgia season two on Netflix. All these girls going to places. I guess. <laughs> listen, uh, and it's and it's Ginny and Georgia. So that one is. Oh, I thought it was Ginny in Georgia. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it totally. Uh, what is it? Distinctive. Uh, so they're coming out with Morgan and Memphis. And <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'll do Morgan and Memphis all day long. But Ginny and Georgia, it's really good, and that one has some more thrill aspects to it than just being this kind of um mom and daughter show but i find myself just identifying with the characters so often Mm -hmm. that 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 show isn't cheesy that show is done very well and very cool to watch just any for any i would say woman in her 20s to 40s it's a great show and it does have thriller aspects so there's sometimes i'm watching i was like i can't watch this right now it's too dark outside (laughs) so there are some moments that definitely make me question why i'm watching it in that time but overall those are like two that they got me through i did some good binging on those so yeah if you want to watch some cheesy and some thriller-esque girly show (laughs) mike i got you i do also want to talk about this question that i have because i've been watching just so many things recently that i want to know what movie TV show theory do you think actually exists in real life? And I'll share mine with you so you can kind of think on yours. Okay. One of my shows that I watched kind of on repeat, it's a superhero show, but it talks about infinite Earths and how we exist on multiple Earths, but we have different lives on each of those Earths. And I truly believe this is a theory that could actually be true and that that's why we have ideas of past lives and things come in that kind of feel like they're blending over. You have deja vu. I'm like, this could be happening. These multiple earths could really be happening. And that's why we have all these different random moments of like these conscious thoughts that aren't actually ours. And I do believe that that is, is a real thing. It, this show has made me be like, mm, that's probably true. So what theory from a TV show or movie are you like, yeah, that's probably true. Oh, that's funny. You brought that one up because I kind of dug into this recently, a similar theory. I, I saw the new Thor movie. Yes. And in the Thor movie, they reference Interstellar, which is another movie, which is all about time and space. And kind of on, they explain it in, in Thor of like this plane of like all these things can be happening in these different universes, but at the same time. And that's all what Interstellar is about. So after I saw Thor, I went back and watched Interstellar and did a whole deep dive on that movie and how much actual science went into that and how much research was done that I kind of believe in that. Okay, so we're on this. We're on the same wavelength. Yeah, kind of the same thing. I dug into that movie and I left thinking it like, man, there could be a me in a different universe experiencing things now, just in a different timeline. Okay, and I've had that thought about different movies. That's kind of the the movies and TV shows that I get 
the most interested in. It was also a thing with Lost. Kind of a similar thing happened there where it's all these timelines. I've always been fascinated with that. Yeah, just different timelines in general fascinate me. And I think it's more of a reality than we possibly know. Just the ability of, you know, you going back to the same question of, okay, well, I don't, I don't know everything. There's a lot of things out there that I probably don't understand. But I just have to believe, like, deja vu is coming from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it just didn't come out of thin air. And, you know, these ideas that we, uh, you know, you have certain fears because of a life you lived or whatever. Like, all of that combined together, and this makes the most logical sense to me, is that we've just lived multiple lives, but at the same, in different versions on different Earths in different times. But it's still us. It's been us the whole time. And I love to think about that because, yeah. like, what what do you hope <laughs> another Mike is doing out there right now? I'm living a cooler life than I am. <laughs> you live a pretty cool life. I always feel life. like I'm in the darkest timeline. I'm like, I did something wrong to end up at this timeline. There is one of the, the things I watch, and they go to one of the Earths, and they are in uh, a black and white world. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang, that would be really weird to live in black and white. Like, that's actually your world. <laughs> you don't see in color, ever. That would be crazy. I just feel like there has to be something to it, or... Hollywood is just obsessed with it right now because I feel like the more things I watch all have to do with multiverses and timelines. Anything sci-fi right now, I feel like leans towards that. And it's so interesting to explore. So could be based on something. I think so. And I don't know if I've told you this. I think I've talked about it with Scuba Steve. But I do fully believe that Hollywood, whether it's somebody from one of their past lives or something coming into play that is telling them these theories. But I fully believe much like how The Simpsons kind of predict things, yeah. I believe Hollywood predicts or knows things and they're just telling us in an easier way before we find out about it 20 years from now. I really, It's like movies and TV shows are a way of easing us into information that we're going to get later on. I don't know why I believe that, but I've always like had this theory that that is how this works because you've started to see like, you know, we saw that they were doing experiments on soldiers to become stronger and better over in a foreign country. Mm-hmm. That came out in the news. We've seen that there's, you know, there's more to the extraterrestrial and UFOs that we don't know about that more is coming out about. And I'm like, I swear we've been getting eased into this for like 100 years. And I, this is why. I mean, it's kind of like with Black Mirror. All those things are like things that could happen in the future. But then a lot of them are like starting to happen mm-hmm. now. It's like, that's just kind of closer to reality. That's what I'm saying. I just feel like they're, they're prepa- TV shows and movies are meant to prepare us for what's to come. And I don't know who's who's connecting those dots and who's creating that narrative. <laughs> but I know it's oddly suspicious. This podcast about to get shut down by... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Done with the conspiracy theories. I just wanted to share that with you because I feel, you know, if 100 years from now, somebody's going to be like, that girl was talking about on a podcast. She was right. And I'm gonna be like, yes, I was. I felt that all along. I just watched these and obviously talking about these theories makes me think it even more. So I'm not helping myself. You know, probably somebody's probably going to lock me up because either I'm saying true things or I'm crazy. Like who told her? Yeah, it got out. Cat's out of the bag. Uh, Coming in at that number six spot, Bobby shared the last time he got embarrassed and it was with Hillary Scott from Lady A. They were there was dogs involved and peeing on a shoe. It was a whole situation. And you're going to hear that if you listen to the best bits, just the bits. But Mike, when's the last time you've gotten really embarrassed recently? Do you have one? Yeah, mine's bad. Ooh, I'm ready. Okay, so my wife, I guess sometimes I just miss things or sometimes I associate things. I hear something, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's what that is. So my wife had told me about one of her friends who was pregnant on Instagram. She showed me the announcement. I was like, okay, cool. Later, we're in town grocery shopping and we run into somebody and I was like, oh, that's the friend. 
So I asked her about being pregnant. Oh, no. Wasn't the friend. Oh, no. And in my mind, I do this dumb thing where I just associate, I, I'm quick to like jump on something like, oh, that's that person. I'll ask him about this. Mainly because I'm socially awkward. I'm always just trying to find a topic that I, I know about this person. I've seen about this person. I'm like, okay, I got the one thing. Ask about her being pregnant. She's not pregnant. It's a different friend. Wait, same name. Wait. Oh, I was going to say, why did you think it was his friend? Is it, it's because of the name? The same name. Oh, my. <laughs> That's one of the worst ones. That's I've pretty... had so much secondhand embarrassment <laughs> right now. Yeah, it's bad. You know those feelings where you just kind of black out and then don't remember uh -huh. anything? That's kind of how I feel. Oh, gosh. What did your wife say to you after this interaction happened? Well, she has been getting on to me about not listening about things. <laughs> oh, gosh. And she was like, this should be your final example. You need to listen better and not jump to conclusions. Because I do this a lot. I'm just bad at, I'll hear something, I'll associate with it. I try to recall that information, and it shows that I was not listening in the process. You're doing the half listening thing. Half you're listening. Like, oh, you were there. I you know there. you heard it. You just didn't get all the details correct. And you know when you feel so confident that you know something, and you chime in with that? Yes. That I should not have chimed in with that. Mm. <laughs> I'm literally sitting here in secondhand embarrassment for <laughs> it was you. It's pretty bad. Oh man, was the friend cool about it? Yeah. When she realized that, like, oh, there was the name. Yeah, fine about it as much as I remember. Like, <laughs> I have a really bad. Like, I hate getting in those awkward situations, and I will hold on to things forever. Yeah. I think it's because of my anxiety or my weird social like awkwardness. Is that I will probably remember this for like 10 years. Uh, yeah, I feel like this social anxiety is going to go upwards now instead of back down. Like you were working on it yeah. and now you just made it worse for yourself. But I think it'll help me in my listening because I will like not go in with something unless I'm 100% on. Okay. I, I like this for you, at least for one aspect, but now I think you made something else worse. It's a good learning moment is how I'm trying to see it. Fair. You're like, you're still sitting. I can tell you're still sitting here. You're getting a little red. You're like, I still feel very, very embarrassed about this. It's pretty bad. I'm very sorry that happened to you. <laughs> what was yours? I mean, mine didn't involve anyone else, thankfully, but I had, when I was back in Wichita for Christmas, uh, we had negative 30 wind chill. Mm -hmm. We had snow that came in. There was ice everywhere. Like I didn't go outside for like two days practically besides to let the dogs out. And one of the times when I let the dogs out, I decided to put on my dad's shoes because there weren't any other ones by the back door and all the dogs need to go outside really bad. I'm like, it'll be fine. So I put on my dad's size 11 shoes. I wear a six and a half. Okay. I put on these shoes and I'm walking out like it's no big problem. One of the dogs takes off and I just go sliding down the entire, like fell down the, the porch stairs down and I'm just sliding across the thing. I'm in these big shoes. I'm barefoot. They fly off. And I'm like, somebody had to have just witnessed what just happened. And like the dogs are sitting there and I felt like they were mocking me. They're like, hmm, yeah, we meant to do that. <laughs> and my parents even have a ring doorbell and I went to check and thank goodness that doorbell did not catch it. Oh, that would have been TikTok gold. <laughs> oh, it probably would have. But I ate it so hard and I was just, you know, I was glad to keep my teeth. That's what I was happy about in that situation because that is the time that everybody loses their teeth. Every time is when they fall like that on ice. Yeah, there's no coming back from a fall. <laughs> no. So I, it was a very personal embarrassment moment that I will never forget. And now I will never wear giant shoes that don't fit me because <laughs> I think that was my problem to begin with. <laughs> yeah, falling in public is the worst. I run and at least once a year I'll take a tumble. I remember one time taking a tumble in front of people and they were like, you okay? And I was like, yeah, just my soul hurts. Oh gosh, where was it at? Like, were you in the city somewhere? I was on a trail. Oh. And sometimes you just don't think about a step or there's a rock or something and you just bite it. 
and it's just worse when it's around people. Oh, everybody kind of feels bad for you. Uh huh. Yeah, those are the worst. And they're and they're and then you kind of run off like you're like I'm fine, but you're not actually fine. I'm good. I'm bleeding, but I'll get it later. <laughs> you're like I'm not gonna look at it right now. That happened to me one time. I I fell. This is the worst fall I've ever had, and I'm very clumsy. So much to the point of that when I trip over myself, I literally say "we" out loud so people think I know I did it on purpose. <laughs> That's how clumsy I am. And it's I don't even know why. It's just sometimes my feet like it's kind of like my brain when I play easy trivia. Like I'm my mouth functions faster than my brain. Mm-hmm. My feet function faster than the rest of my body sometimes. And I was at a basketball game. My sister was playing. I was in middle school at the time. And I had a pretzel in my hand that I was so excited to eat. And I got all the way to the top. Misstep, fell all the way back down. <laughs> and I stood up in the whole gymnasium just goes, <gasps> and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> like, pure, like pure embarrassment. Like my soul left my body. <laughs> And thank goodness I wasn't hurt at all, but my pride was hurt. I don't think I went back to another basketball game for like three weeks after that. I was like, I'm good. I'm good for a while. I will put that at the top of the list, falling with food. Yeah. Because then it's wasted food. It wasted food. (laughs) My soul is crushed. Like, I swear. And everybody after that entire game that I was there, as I'm sitting there, I didn't get my pretzel. Or people are just like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. If another person asks, I'm probably going to run away. At least it was a pretzel and not like soup. Because oh, then yeah. you just feel the shame, like cleaning the soup. So much shame. Yeah, at least the pretzel just kind of went flying. But I did have cheese, and cheese did go That'll flying. Go flying. <laughs> so yeah, um, I have, I do have some good falling in public stories, unfortunately. But no more falling on your runs for 2023. No more falling. We don't need any skid it what, skid knees. Yeah. Is that the word for that? Skinned. Skid knees. That feels wrong. <laughs> I think that's the word though. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. 
You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Kane Brown stopped by the show this week, and he's always a super fun interview. Shared a lot of things that are going on in his life. So that was a fun one. But we're not talking about Kane Brown. I want to do something fun. Lunchbox and I did this, and it was so much harder than I imagined it was being. It's the alphabet game. Mm-hmm. Have you played the alphabet game? I before? saw y'all's version. It, it was tough, okay? We missed a lot of letters because yeah. you're trying Lunch- to count it in your head. Lunchbox was just going off sounds. <laughs> Basically. And I want to do this, though, because it is so hard. And we're going to do animals. And we're going to go back and forth with animals. How does this work exactly? So I, so I will start with A, and I'll say alligator. And then you have to come up with something that starts with a B in the animal category. And okay. we go back and forth. Okay. Okay. And we're, we're, I'm not going to put a time limit on us. We're just going to try and okay. figure it out as we I go. I think I can do this one. I believe in you. Okay. So I'll, I'm starting with alligator. We got A. Bat. Okay. A cat. Dog. Okay. Yeah. E. Elephant. Fox. A, B, C, D, E, F. This is the problem. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Uh, G would be A. Ooh. Mm, interesting. G. 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 Told you it's harder than you think. Do you know a G? I'm trying to think of a a G. a G. What would be a G? Let's see here. Anything fish in the water? Mammals. Gator? No, that's that's short term. That's not the actual word for it. I think I got one. You want me to give it to you? Yeah, you give me it. A giraffe. Oh, giraffe is a good one. Okay, you're good at this game. This is not good for me. Okay, go for it. H horse. Horse. A B C D E. Wait. A B C D E F. G. Did I skip F? No, I did fox. Okay, fox, yeah. A, B, C, D, E, F. So I. I. We've got I. Ooh, an iguana. J, I will go jackalope. Dang, you actually are really good at this game. <laughs> I don't I don't want to play this game with you anymore. Uh, K, I believe, is next. Kangaroo. There you go. Yeah. L, I'll go llama. Ooh, llama, yeah. An M, mountain goat. There you go. That's one, right? Yeah. Okay, this is a specific goat, but that's, that's one. N. Freaking N. Oh, gosh, this is hard. N. Trying to think of N. Nightcrawler is not an animal. Nightcrawler? Is that a fish? I don't think so. What about a... N. Fishes? Is there fishes? Is there anything with fish? Anything as a bird? Anything with a I'm trying to think of the zoo. You go to the zoo. Mammal. Let me see. I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna Google animal and I'll see if I can come up with Okay. Something. I'm still thinking I'm using the old brain. Oh yeah, this one's hard. There is not a lot. Let me tell you that. Okay. Okay. But let me give you a hint and see if you can come up with it. Kim possible. Is it a gerbil? No. Uh uh-uh. uh. It starts with an N. And he's never wearing clothes, so he's a what is he? I thought he was a gerbil. Uh-uh. You can do it. Nugget. <laughs> Nugget. <laughs> a naked mole rat. Oh, a naked mole rat. Yeah. yeah. That's what he is. That's a good one. Dang, that's a hard one. I know. And, it, and listen, I put an in. The, the ones that came up are narwhal, naked mole uh, rat. Narwhal. Newt. Newfoundland. That's a breed of dog. Newt. 
Neanderthal. But like those are there's not that yeah, many. That's hard. That's a hard one. Okay. O octopus. P. Now I'm still stuck on N. P would be <laughs> a platypus. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, but now I'm on Q. What freaking animal starts with Q? Oh, I think I have one. You do think you have one? Okay. Make um, sure that's a Q. Q-, Q- I do have Nox. one. You do have one? Q-Nox. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know what that is, but that's a word in my head. Q. A. You know when you like try and sound it out, like you're just kind of yeah. making up your own word? Yeah, we're going to be here a while. What, what you got, Mike? A quail. Oh, is that the only... Animal I don't know. With I, Q? I was about to Google with Q, but that's the first one that came to my mind. Quail, quail's a good one. I think that's the only one. I mean, dang, there's not a lot with Q. Okay, so A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P Q R. You're on R now. Rhino. Rhino's nice. Okay, S. Snake. T. We will go with a. Gosh, your brain just starts. To I, lose know. These. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so hard. It's harder than you think it is. Uh, termite. Oh, that's good. That was a good one. Uh, after T is U, I believe. Can we do like kind of fake animals? Unicorn? Unicorn's an animal. Yeah. It's kind of not real, but it's okay. V. Oh, V is. Uh, can we do prehistoric animals? We'll also wrap. Do it. Yeah. I mean, I went unicorn. <laughs> okay. U, V, what? W, Y, is w. that? W. W. Uh, whale. Whale yeah. X. I don't think there's one for X. Oh my gosh. That, that I'm going to have to Google. Let's see. I can't think of one animal that starts with an X. None of these that even came up are like actual things. There's some of them that are dinosaurs that I can't even pronounce. And none of these are any. There's only like a, a Xanctus leaf toed gecko. No. I'm That's a- about the only one on here that makes any sense. I'm going to go with an X-rated sheep. An X-rated? What exactly is an X-rated sheep? It's a dark sheep. Ooh. Or a naked sheep? A naked sheep. X-rated. <laughs> He's been shamed. He's yeah. been uh, shaved. <laughs> After they uh, to do that, X-rated sheep. Okay, yeah, that's good. Okay, what about animals that start with Y is what I'm on now? Ooh, there has to be a Y. You, uh, Yorale? Yorale. Um, I'm thinking of like a mountain goat. That's not a Y. Let's see here. Why, 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 hmm. I told you this is hard. This is a hard game. I see one, maybe two that you could get to. Oh, okay. Can can you give me a category? One has four legs. Okay. And and the other one is an insect with wings. An insect with wings. A gnat? No, that's a G. A Y. Insect with wings. It's like a specific type. Oh, okay. I probably won't get that one. Okay, you said the other one has four legs. Mm-hmm. Was it a mammal? I assume. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, hmm. not a groundhog. No. Um, not an ant eater. That's an A. Dang it! Tell me it, Mike. A yak. Oh yeah, I was never gonna <laughs> get you a yak. The other one was a yellow jacket. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, yeah, I wasn't gonna get there either. Other Those than were hard. That, not a whole lot. <laughs> not a whole lot at all. All right, end us with a Z. Z. Oh gosh, what is a Z animal? This one you can do. I I have faith in you. They are at the zoo most of the time. Okay. Zebra. Yeah, you got there. See how hard that is? That is hard. It kind of fries your brain. Like you kind of sit there and you're like, dang, I don't think I, I thought I knew more than I, I think I do. Yeah, that's hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
Yeah. Okay. Well, that is our alphabet game of animals for today. Thank you for participating. That was fun. Mike, <laughs> we got there. We used Google a few times, but we got there. Uh, that's it for, for number five, but we're going to go to number four. Abby had a misconnection and Bobby wrote a direct message for her to send to the guy after a listener found the guy on Instagram. It's a whole situation. And this, but this is where I want to hear about your Christmas. We're not going to talk about the misconnection. I want to hear about the Tennessee Titans and Dallas Cowboys game because I gave you tickets in the spicy Christmas gift exchange. How did it go? What happened? Tell me everything. That was amazing. It's weird now that I've gone. I haven't been to a Cowboys game since 2009. I went to one in Dallas for Thanksgiving. And now I've gone to two Cowboys games within <laughs> one year. So I I just kind of reflected on that a little bit of like going into it of like growing up. I watched them so much and it was never really a thing for me to even think I could go. So I was just kind of excited to be able to go again. And the game was awesome. The sad part, though, that I found out later is that while my wife and I went and we're in there having a good time, we also ended up getting on the field, which was awesome. And then I didn't know that Eddie and his son tried to go to the game, too, and he didn't have tickets. And he went in with the intention of trying to find like a scalper to buy tickets from outside the game. Okay. They couldn't find a scalper it was already like one quarter down and he had to tell his son that we're not going to be able to get in. And his son was so sad. He started crying. Oh my gosh. And, and in this, I would just had this image in my head of like us in there having a great time, having amazing seats, seeing my favorite team on the field. And then Eddie and his son are outside, <laughs> not able to get in. He was out there asking everybody to try to get tickets. He even asked like some employees and then they ended up just going to watch it at like a, like a restaurant. Dang. So it was a weird like, oh man, should I have enjoyed this as much? And then afterward he was like, oh, yeah, I went on your Instagram story and saw everything and felt kind of like bummed out. Oh no. I Okay. On one hand, I do feel very sad for Eddie and his son, but also like taking a risk there by going. I am never that ballsy to like, if I do not have tickets, I, yeah, I ain't making the risk. That is a risk. Yeah. that and, That's very risky. And if he would have like gave me a heads up to like, hey. You're probably going to get there early if you could scope it out. Because I saw some scalpers. Yeah, and maybe they just already sold their tickets. Yeah, maybe he didn't get there early enough. So also to take that risk and then not get there super early. Uh-huh. Yeah, I felt bad for him. Oh, dang. Yeah, but I, it does feel like, based on literally what you just said, that one's a little bit on Eddie. Yeah, but the game was awesome. <laughs> like, uh, it was it was like raining the entire day, but up to the game, it stopped raining rained a little bit at the beginning of it, but I thought it kind of added to it. It was cool being mm-hmm. in the stadium and it coming down while they were playing. And then we were in a section where there were surprisingly a lot of Cowboys fans. Okay, interesting, yeah. So it was a pretty fun dynamic. I did find it a little bit hard, though, because obviously it's a Titans game. That's how you got the hookup. It's weird being the like the visiting team because all the, the announcers and everything's geared towards the Titans. Yeah. It's all about hyping them up, and you're in there. It feels like you're in somebody else's house. You really are, you yeah. Really, it felt weird. Like It was hard for me to be as excited because I felt like if I was, maybe a Titans fan would like get upset or, I don't know, something weird. So it was kind of hard to like get fully into it, and it felt <laughs> like I was doing wrong, especially when they ended up winning. You feel kind of bad. You're like, oh, man. <laughs> Probably a connection of all the different things that you were experiencing there, more so than probably somebody that just goes to see uh, a team of like 
the the rival team, but they just bought their own tickets. It's probably a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably why you were feeling some of that. Yeah, but it was it, it was your first time at the Tennessee Titans Stadium, right? Uh, first time to see a game there. Yes. I've been to a concert there, but haven't been there for a game, which is a much different environment when you're there for a game. There's so much more energy in that stadium that that part was really cool mm-hmm. just to actually get to see what like that field is used for in that setting. Yeah, and they do. They have a really cool stadium. I know you've gotten to see two in the last year now, but like they do have a really cool stadium. I don't know if it's as cool as some of the others, but as far as I know, it's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and it's open. I don't know how the other ones are. Aren't some of them closed or they can close? Yeah, the Cowboys one has a retractable roof. Yes. So the outside weather doesn't affect it. So that's why I was watching the weather the whole time. I was like, yeah. oh, man, we're going to get drenched. But or- then you got the full experience of the weather. You got to be rained on during a football game. Yeah. It's like a movie. Good thing it wasn't cold because the game before that, it was when it was freezing. Oh, yeah. So that mm-hmm. Titans game was like the coldest game in like the history of the <laughs> Titans. And there are people out there in blankets. I was like, oh, man, that's going to be us, too. Yes. But so we- did, were you in blankets or were you still warm enough? It was just rainy. You didn't even really need a jacket just okay. for the rain. It was fine. That's awesome. Well, I'm so glad. I'm glad it went well. And I saw you even wore your sweatshirt that I got you, yeah. too. Was the sweatshirt good? Yeah, sweatshirt's great. I like it. I'm glad. I'm really glad that it worked and, and you had a fun time. My my Titans guy hit me up. He was like, did they have fun? Was it good? I said, yep, they had a great time. <laughs> so I'm really glad. I'm glad to hear that it went well and everything was good. Would you change anything about your Christmas gift that you got? Not at all. Hey, I like it. <laughs> I like it. I I have serious gift anxiety, so I was very nervous about trying to find a gift that you would really like. That's like exactly me. <laughs> like I figured it out. Even without the tickets, like that is like exactly like Cowboys, Marvel. Like that's exactly me. Like well, I, hey, I'll even admit I did stalk your Instagram because I was like, I gotta find things he doesn't have already. <laughs> that was the problem because I, I came up with ideas and you already had them. Yeah. And then I was like, well, okay, uh, sh- shift gears a little <laughs> bit, different direction. So I'm very glad that you're saying that. Yeah, I think for everybody, it's hard finding me things. Because I'm so practical. Like, I don't really like possessions. I don't really like buying things for myself. So it's like finding something that I don't already have. Because <laughs> I just buy things that I need. Yep. Well, yeah, when you get older, that's just the case when you're an adult. You're like, I'm just, I need it. I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Or I want it. I'm going to buy it. Same kind of thing. So that's why I was like, it was hard. But I saw, I watched particularly one of your videos. Thanks for posting it. <laughs> uh, where you said like, these are the five things I use all the time. I yeah. was like, ooh, I think I know something. That's when I put the connection with the Marvel gift, uh, which was the, it's the Corksicle, which is a brand I really like. But you said you used your like Hydro Flask all mm-hmm. the time. And I was like, ooh, but Corksicle has Marvel kind. And, and I don't know if you noticed, but it was your favorite Spider-Man. They had three different versions of Spider-Man. Morales, yeah. Yep. And, and I, I chose your favorite. I used all three over the break because we ended up having to road trip back from, uh, from Texas. So I had my water bottle full. Nice. And it worked good. Yeah. I like it. Yep. Okay. See, um, I feel a lot better, but every year we have our gift exchange. It gives me so much gift anxiety. <laughs> so bad. I don't know why that's a thing, but it does. Do you ever get gift anxiety? I get it on the receiving of the gift. Oh, interesting. I'm weird about getting the gift. I would rather you give me a gift and I open it on my own time. You don't see my reaction. And I send <laughs> you a text later. Because even if I love it, like you could get like with your gift, I loved it, but I felt like I sometimes have trouble even expressing that. Like I completely love it and be like, okay, this is cool. But in my head, I'm like, this is amazing. You're like inside freaking out. Yeah. It's just the weird attention, I think. That's why I don't even like birthday parties. Because it's like you get all this attention. It's focused on you. I'm like, I did nothing to deserve this. 
you did everything to deserve your birthday. You you were birthed. You were alive. <laughs> I don't I don't know how else to say that. <laughs> I guess it's just the weird thing with feeling any kind of like special attention. I hear you. It feels weird. It feels awkward to me. So you get to take that gift anxiety and I'll take the other kind. Okay. And together. We we somehow figured it out together. And if we can do that, that should make us feel better for together next year. Together we have one normal person between us. <laughs> yes. Together we do. I had I got a Christmas gift that I am obsessed with. It was just more of like meant to be this fun one, but I've never had a Chia Pet before. Have you mm-hmm. ever had a Chia Pet? No, but I remember the commercials. Yes. So my sister, get one of my sisters gifted me a Grogu Chia Pet. Mm-hmm. And this thing is tiny. Okay. It's like the, you can fit it in your palm and it stands up probably like maybe half an inch tall. And it's so cute, but I did like the whole thing. I put all my little Chia seeds on it and now my Chia Pet is growing and it's been very riveting excitement in my house every day that I go and check on Grogu. Yeah, what part in the Baby Yoda grows? Like his hair? Okay, so he has his hands sticking out. So nothing grows on his little head and his ears, but his but he has his little robe on and it can grow all over the robe. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so the only thing it doesn't grow on is his head and his, his little hands that are peeking out of the robe. And it is the cutest thing. But every morning I go and I check, see how Grogu's doing. <laughs> it's like my I literally have a pet and I'm now I now understand why it's called Chia Pet. <laughs> That was my Christmas gift that I got that I was very excited about. And I totally geeked out over when it happened. It took me a while to figure it out, though. It was kind of an experience. Was that your favorite gift? Yeah, one of them. It just more because it was so unexpected. And they were just like, we saw this and thought you should have it. And I was like, yeah, I should. (laughs) And then I took it home. And just to now it be this process that that I enjoy waking up every morning and checking on Grogu. (laughs) I know it's weird. I maybe need to get out of my house a little bit more. I'm not sure. Those are the funnest gifts when somebody just finds you something like, hey, I thought you could use this based on like just something you already do. Yes. Those are fun. Yes, it was very fun. So I currently have another pet in my house. Everybody keeps asking if I'm going to get another pet for Remy and I have one and it is Kroku. <laughs> He's growing. <laughs> something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery. But that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily. 
as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Moving on from Christmas. I'm still excited. It doesn't feel like Christmas just happened, even though we're already midway through January Mm -hmm. at this point. So we'll stop talking about that. But we did hear from Lunchbox, speaking of the first of the year happening, he talked about all the things he's going to write off for his taxes and That's a disaster in itself, and you guys love to hear this one because it's very controversial, but most of y'all were rooting for him either to be kicked off the show or audited, which I (laughs) felt was a very interesting experience on our Facebook page. (laughs) I want to talk about something that's in your house right now. You ready to get a little personal? Okay, in my house. Uh Uh-huh. It it may not be as personal as you think, so don't, don't dive too deep. Okay. It's an underrated snack that you have right now. That you're like, dang, I do not know how everybody else is not eating this. This is the best thing ever. An underrated snack. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I can let you think. Okay. I'll give you mine because it's Wheat Thins, but not the original. It's tomato basil Wheat Thins. They have so much good flavor that you can actually eat them by themselves. And you can eat them with hummus. You can eat them with literally anything. It tastes like a um, magical cookie in your mouth is the best way I can describe it. It is so good. It is the best flavor on a cracker I've ever witnessed in my lifetime. I do like tomato and basil. I think you would really love these. They, I'm not. You will have them, and you'll never be able to eat another plain wheat thin in your life. <laughs> That's how much I love these, and they're currently in my. Uh, pantry right now because I came back from my road trip and that's what I had bought to have on my road trip. But I don't normally get to have them because they're not gluten free, so I'm just enjoying <laughs> for how long they're in there. They're very underrated. I think the snack I'm on right now is just straight up blueberries. Mike, that is not an underrated snack. <laughs> That nobody who eats I don't really eat a whole lot of snacks. <laughs> like as far okay. if you looked at my pantry, I don't really have snacks. I have like protein bars. I feel like I wouldn't say those are underrated. People don't really like protein bars. Yeah, no. But when it comes to something that I'm like, dang, that's really good. I got some blueberries from Costco. And okay. they're the best blueberries I've ever had. Okay. We're we hyping up the Costco blueberries. Cos- Costco has this is my adult coming out right now. <laughs> Costco has like the best produce out of like anywhere that I go. Isn't it so big? How how do you eat that many blueberries before they go bad? It's a giant. I'll make smoothies. I'll eat just straight up blueberries. Between that, I'm good. My wife eats blueberries. Okay. We got a blueberry house going blueberry. on. Have you ever made either frozen blueberries or yogurt covered blueberries and frozen them? Both. And you like, which one do you like? Do you like either? I like frozen. I love frozen stuff. Okay. So you do like frozen grapes? Frozen grapes are good. I'll even take like... Like back in the day, I would take like little Debbie snacks and put them in the freezer so they're cold. I haven't heard of that one before. That that's or a new one. Like a peanut butter jelly, throw it in the freezer and okay. it's cold. I, I just like things that are cold. Any kind of dessert that's cold is like my favorite. I think it was because like as a kid, going on a field trip and like having a drink make all your other things cold in your sack lunch. I just associate it with that feeling. So okay. now. Anything that I'm going to eat that's sweet, I'll make sure to put it in the freezer. If it's like a thing of fig bars, throw it in the freezer for a little bit, eat it, and it's cold. I love that nostalgia feeling that you just piece together of like, this is why I like cold things. Yeah, because of field trips. Yes. The drink makes everything cold. That feeling of going on a field trip and having a sack lunch, being in like a different environment, that's what I like. Oh, that's a really good feeling. You just brought like a warm fuzzy to me, and I didn't <laughs> even know I had that feeling in me. 
Wow. Okay. Ices. Did you ever like those? Oh, yeah. I loved them. That's something that I, as like a cold thing was always in there and you could always get excited about an icy. Even a bad icy I'd yeah. be into. I'd go to any restaurant. They had an icy machine. I'm getting one. Okay. Well, there's two different ices we're talking about here. We got the ices that are at like still out there, but mm -hmm. there's also the ices, the the like popsicles that you put in the, fr in the freezer. Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about? They're like the sticks. Oh, yeah. And they're different flavors, all different flavors. And they're like a stick of ice with coloring, basically. Yeah. Did you ever have those? Yeah. Th those are the cheaper snack. Yeah. Yeah. We had those all. We had them in what we call our um, our garage fridge that yeah. my dad had for uh, his water and stuff for working out in the yard. And we'd put the ices in the garage fridge and we'd always go out and get them. And it always was like our summertime snack. That, yeah. That's a sum that's summer right there. <laughs> yes. So t two nostalgic feelings associated <laughs> with food. But okay. So frozen. Well, not frozen. Just blueberries from Costco. Is your suggestion that's underrated? And anything frozen. Fro freezing things. Freezing things. Just freeze everything. Yeah. If it's in your fridge, freeze it. Just take any snack you have and make it cold. Oh, yeah. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> that was a good one. Coming in at number two, Bobby shared a story about Jake Owen, which was really heartwarming and really cool to know something Jake Owen did years ago, but it's just now coming out uh, about a Nashville restaurant owner and what he did to help them. And I'm, I'm changing gears here. We're not going to talk about that story because you can hear that on Best Bits. But I saw a story about how you have to be able to switch from focused energy to what they call rote energy, R-O-T-E, rote energy or rote attention, and it can help people avoid burnout. And I love this for you and I, Mike, because mm. I feel like you and I get to that point a lot. We have a lot of things going on in our mind, just how you mentioned you do half listening is because our, our minds are running on full speed yeah. <laughs> all the time. So if we can change to road attention, we can avoid burnout. And basically when you're in road attention is when you're deeply engaged with something without being challenged, a.k.a. a mindless activity. Mm. If you look at your life, what's mindless? If you, if you just look and you're like, this is what I do as a mindless activity that I didn't even know I was doing it, what would that be for you? Some mindless activities you do. First one that comes to mind is driving. <laughs> driving? Okay. Do you it's, sit in silence? Yeah. Like we had to drive from Texas to Tennessee to come back over the break and I just kind of completely zone out I like a road trip because of that it was a 14 hour day in the car but that was kind of like my time of peace like I just like the open road we didn't even listen to podcasts I just put on some music but it was just kind of like that just driving and knowing you're going along trying to make good time and my ability to zone out and have no notifications there's nothing else you can do because you're driving you're stuck there even just Driving from work to home is kind of my little time of peace of like, there's nothing else I can do right now. I don't want to look at my phone because I don't want to wreck my car. I just love that activity. It's my time to kind of zone out too. That's a very good one. But I think there's going to be some people concerned saying you're mindless while you're driving because <laughs> I think you are supposed to be paying attention to the road. It's kind of second nature. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm a good driver. I'm very like aware of my surroundings, but also sometimes you get in the car and you just like silence. Okay, that's a good one, though. I think it is a fair one. One That's something I used to do when I would be, like, really sad. I'd just go for a drive. Mm -hmm. Something about it, like, calms your energy. Maybe because you have to be focused so much on something else. But interesting that yours is mindless. I, I like this theory. Okay, besides driving, what else you got? Running is my biggest one. Oh, Running, yes. I'll go on long runs, and I, I don't think about anything. I put music on, and that is my time to clear my head. And it's good for just getting my body moving, but more aside from that is just clearing my mind. Like, that's where I do all my thinking. I'll come up with ideas for the show, and it's really kind of like always my reset. So 
it feels mindless to me at this point because I've been running for like eight years that I'm not as focused on like trying to keep a certain time or um, I don't really get that tired. I just kind of keep going until I want to stop. I'm like, all right, time to go Yeah, home. and you will literally run across the country, I think, if you could. <laughs> I, I wholeheartedly believe that. When I see some of your, like, how far you went, I'm like, this man could literally run across the country and probably not realize it until he's past California. Yeah, I think I've built up so much stamina over the years that it's not so much that I get tired and want to stop. It's just that I get bored more than I get. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I'm good. I'm, time to go home. Do you think you're going to try and run a marathon this year? I know we briefly talked yeah, about that. I've kind of been thinking about it recently of I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to see it as any kind of like job. Like everything I love, I turn into a job. Mm-hmm. Any kind of hobby I have, I make, I monetize it. And I didn't want to associate training and make it feel like I have to be building towards something and then go do the run and feel this kind of pressure to do it. But I think as of like recently I've been kind of looking back on the progress I've made and around the time I made a decision to get healthy was I'm nearing like that 10 year anniversary of like running. So I was like, maybe just to cap it all off, I do one more and I'm at like the best like health I've ever been in. Like physically, I feel like I'm like the strongest I've ever been. And it's taken me a lot to get to that point because I was always focused on like my weight because I was overweight. I was, you know, pushing 300 pounds. So I think getting healthy was a big part of all the changes I made. But now I'm just at a better place, like altogether. Like I'm probably not the thinnest I've ever been, but I don't really look at health that way anymore. It used to be that. I used to just focus on the number on the scale. That was my whole purpose of getting healthy was to way less. It's not that anymore. I don't care about that anymore. I care more about like, I can go run I can go play like basketball I can go do things and like my body just feels good it has the ability to you know take anything on and I think that's what I really was looking for the entire time so I've been thinking about that of like I'm feeling like I'm in the best place I would want to do just one more marathon to kind of close all that out and feel like all right I'm at that point to where (laughs) I don't even need to train for it I can just go do it and feel good about myself after I didn't want to for a long time because it was so freaking hard the first time I did it. Yeah. And you run the 20 miles and those last six, that's like when the real race starts. That's when everything gets serious and it's just like, Mm -hmm. you just got to finish. So I don't know if I'm completely ready to put myself through that again, but I would kind of like to see because I am in a better place now, how it would affect me. Yeah, for sure. And it sounds like you are at a place now where you might want to be challenged after you kind of go through this time period of you getting to enjoy where you're at. So maybe not this year, but maybe next year. Yeah, maybe next year. Yeah, it sounds like you might need a little bit more time just to enjoy that because I don't think we sit and enjoy those moments long enough. We're kind of like, okay, let's go on to the next (laughs) because you're like, okay, I accomplished it. I feel it. And then you just keep going. I think it is really important for you, especially as long as this has been a journey for you, Mm -hmm. that you do get to enjoy the fruits of your labor literally yeah that you put yourself through all of this to be healthy and be at this person that you're at right now you should enjoy it in all the ways that you possibly can of doing the fun things not training for something else the other thing that somebody like i was i was sharing this recently on instagram and like one of my biggest motivators early on was my dad and my dad was in his 50s and he was running half marathons and i was on the sideline i was just watching him there as a spectator 
and we haven't done a race together. And I was like, man, we've been, somebody said like, have you ever run a race with your dad? Because he was such a big inspiration. I was like, no, we have it. And he still runs. He's still very active and he's in his sixties now. But I think that would also be like a cool thing if like I could see if he wanted to do another one mm -hmm. and we do it together to kind of be like a, like a full Father circle said. thing too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you said he did half marathons. Has he ever done a full marathon? He's never done a full. Okay. He can do a half. So, so he could do the half and yeah, you could do the full or you could do both do half. Yeah. I think something like that would be more of like what I would want to do. Like this year, if he would be down for that, I would do that. Well, and that's more, there's no probably training in that for you. You could probably do that in your sleep yeah, at this point. I do. <laughs> I do do that on the weekend. I was going to say, I've seen your things. I'm pretty sure you hit <laughs> half marathons sometimes on the weekends. Yeah. Not all the time, but definitely most of the time. Yeah. At least I feel like so. I'm very excited for you if you do decide to do that. But more important, I'm excited that you're at that place in your life that you feel really good and you just feel really healthy and you're excited about that because we take that for granted. Getting to be healthy and getting to do a lot of things that we want to go do, that's something we take for granted all the time. Yeah. I think it's also like seeing what other people say about like getting older and things mm -hmm. starting to hurt. I find just whatever it is just to keep your body moving. It doesn't have to be running. It could be walking. It could be just doing something to kind of get ahead of that. I think that's also where I'm at too. Like, mm -hmm. like being in my 30s, I start thinking more down the road of everybody else I know around me is like, oh, it's getting a little, like things are starting to hurt. Things aren't the same as they used to. I still feel pretty good. And I think that's because I'm like a little bit more conscious of it and trying to stay ahead of it. Yeah. And you absolutely have been. You didn't wait until you got older. You're like, no, I'm going to do it right now. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. I'm very proud of you, Mike. You don't need it from me, but I'm very <laughs> proud of you, and I think it's awesome. Uh, something else I wanted to talk about, too, that you kind of remind me of in talking about some things, but I am going to try because 2023 is my year of doing, mm -hmm. and I'm going to try trapeze. Yes, like in the circus. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. I've like, seen one of those places by my house. Yep, that's where I'm going to go. Okay. And I'm going to try it. The thing about that place is I saw when they were putting it up and I was like, what are they building? Like a circus? And then I realized what they were opening up. I was like, oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, it's that a is training place for you to go. You can do the aerial arts. You can, and one of those things that you can do, you can be at all levels and I'm going to go and try trapeze and where you're like strapped in and you fly through there. Yeah, that seems pretty intense. Have you looked into like the, <laughs> what's the safety protocol on that? Well, you are strapped in. Okay. So you're not like free falling like they do. At least I believe. And they walk you through all the steps and they say anyone, I think over the age of like 10 could go do it. Yeah. Anyone over the age of 10 can go do it. So it can't be that terrifying. And they do have the net underneath you. Mm -hmm. So if you fall, you just go into the net. And I feel like it's going to be a good conquering for me because I hate heights. Well, more than anything, I hate the feeling in your stomach you get when you go on like mm -hmm. a roller coaster and you drop. That dropping in your stomach is the worst feeling in the world to me. And I feel like this is something that can start to conquer that. Because even when I go on a beam in gymnastics and I fall off a beam, which is maybe four feet from the ground, yeah. I literally get that stomach drop and I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't like this. And I hate beam for that reason. So I'm trying to like work through that fear because I, I, it's not that I ever need to do like crazy things, but I feel like trapeze is something that it would accomplish my year of doing, mm -hmm. trying something new, going out and doing something and it would help me at least conquer some kind of that fear of the stomach dropping that I really hate. It also seems like a lot of upper body strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do, I do think so. And I do feel really strong right now. I mean, I, I work out all the time and I'm 
still doing gymnastics, even though I've had to be on a break because of I. <laughs> this is also why you should maybe follow my steps of year of doing because <laughs> I did break my tailbone when I tried rollerblading, and that has literally put me on a six month like dealing with uh, kind of a hip flexor that's been out. Dang, <laughs> I really I really did it did myself in with that broken tailbone. Uh, so I've been taking a break from gymnastics, but I am wholeheartedly going to go back in as soon as I get like the clear from physical therapy. But that has helped me be in some really great shape as far as my upper body and core strength. And so I'm like, I feel like I go, could go do for one day. I'm not going to continue doing this one like I do adult gymnastics, <laughs> but at least for like one day, just go and try trapeze and like fall on the net and see what it's like to dangle from the air on those things. It also just looks cool. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I've done the aerial before, and that was so cool. That was a cool, the the silks, you yeah. know, where they're in the silks, and they're wrapped around their body, and they okay, fall. Okay, that's the one I think I'm thinking of. Okay, I have done that before. There's classes you can take, and they do workout classes in aerial. Yeah. And that was so much fun. But this, this is the trapeze where the, it's the two swinging bars, and the okay. net is underneath you. And you basically, typically you see two people swing with each other, and mm-hmm. they, you're like, one drops and swings and catches the other one. That's trapeze. But in this, you're not doing all those crazy things. I think you're just kind of learning the art of trapeze. And you'll be up there and you'll be swinging, but like nothing crazy. If you've ever seen Sex in the City, she goes and does this. And she falls into the net and it's this very free, empowering moment for her. <laughs> so I'm trying to have my Sex in the City moment. You know? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how that goes. You and me both. <laughs> Let's just hope I don't injure myself on doing something else new. We can't have you injured anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Let, let me tell you what I've, I is on this list that I have. Mike, this is my year of doing so far that I'm going to do. Okay. Rock climbing. That is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And we have there's a rock climbing place right by us. I've just been meaning to make the time to go there. Yes. So if I, I'll let you know. We can go rock climbing. I want to travel to one new state that I haven't been to before. And that should be pretty easy because there's a few around us that I haven't been to. Um, one of my friends uh, being back home, I we had four horses growing up and I missed them so much. We even drove by our, our old property. And so I want to go horseback riding again, but hopefully not one that's led because I want to like go run. You know, I don't want to like be, you know, where, where you follow along and you have to be like managed. I want somebody to just let me go and just like go horseback riding. I think I terrify myself, but. I used to do that all the time, and I loved it. So I want that memory to come back, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's one of them. Uh, skydiving. I think I might take the plunge and do it this that's year. That's a big one. That's a big one. It's on here with a question mark. Skydiving? <laughs> yeah, maybe, because I only want to go. I've never been before, but I only want to go if I can go somewhere in a cool place. I don't just want to go and, like, see a bunch of buildings or, like, flat fields. I want to go and, like, see cool scenery. So probably somewhere on, like, the West Coast. Yeah. So that's why it has a question mark. Uh, playing bingo. Apparently they're somewhere in Kentucky according to Lunchbox. So I'm going to go play bingo. Okay. Because that sounds fun. An escape room. I've never done an escape room before. Have you done one of those? No. I feel like that's like right up your alley. You would have done already. Uh, you would think. But I haven't. So that's on the list. And then the trapeze class. That's so far what I have for activities to do in 2023. It'll just keep adding. But that's on the list so far. I'm trying. I'm trying to keep up with my resolution that I made. Out of all those, the one I would not do is the skydiving. <laughs> Again, why well, a question mark is right next like, to Like Not so much the heights of it. It's just like that actual feeling of like taking that first step. Yeah. Like that's tough. Uh-huh. Like I think I, it's fine. Like I know it's safe, but just that feeling of like getting out there and making that step, mm-hmm. that's hard to get over. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to be pushed out. Because I'll obviously be tandem. Somebody will be with me. Yeah. And they're just going to have to shove me out. I don't think I would take the plunge. 
I really don't. Yeah, I, yeah, I could, I couldn't see myself making that decision. Uh huh. To jump. Yeah, I think you're up there and you're <laughs> contemplating all of your decisions at that yeah. point. So that's why I question mark. It is something I want to do in my life. Just is it, am I going to do it this year? Or am I going to do it in my twenties, thirties? I don't know. Maybe it's something I do like towards the end of my life. <laughs> but I do want to do it at least once before I die. So I, I'm trying. I again question mark. <laughs> There's a reason. Coming in at that number one spot, uh, mom confessions, of course. It was hilarious. All of us laughed about it. You guys couldn't get enough of it online. And you guys even made some more confessions on our Facebook page, which was hilarious. I love that. Not only were you guys willing to confess, but to do it on Facebook was bold. (laughs) And I loved that. So thank you guys for sharing all your confessions and keep going with them. I think, right, Mike? Like, why not? We want to hear more confessions all the time. If you want to confess something, I think it's hilarious when people (laughs) like to confess. And it is funny if you get to be anonymous, too. So... There's that. I will make a confession that I want to stay here. And um, if you have a confession, I want you to also share it if you have one, Mike. If you're, okay. if you're ready for that in your life or if you potentially have something after this story, I'm going to tell you. I was driving my niece and nephew around town and I stole a lie that one of my parents told me when I was growing up. So whenever we drive with my parents, they told me that you couldn't have the lights on. It's illegal and you'd get pulled over. And so my niece and nephew thought they were hilarious and it was icy out, and I was trying to be, like, very careful and driving very slow. And they were making fun of me because I was driving slow. And so they started messing with everything in the car, and they would turn on all the lights. I started to get mad at them, and I was like, listen, if you guys do that one more time, I see a cop back there, and we're about to get pulled over because this is illegal. And they just immediately stopped. And I was like, dang, this must be what it feels like to have power over your kids because they just, like, stopped. They just listened to what you said. And I was like, oh, now I feel bad for lying. I felt really bad because I knew that was a lie. And I didn't know until I was like in my 20s because it was something my parents told me growing up as a lie to get me to not hit lights. And then when I was like actually taking driving class, I was like, hey, that's not illegal. And they're like, no, it's not illegal. I'm like, cool. Cool. I thought that my whole life that that was illegal. <laughs> so that was a lie that I passed down to my niece and nephew. I'm sure they're going to figure it out sooner or later. They're very smart. But that was one that I kept up with. So have you ever do you have a confession or have you ever like passed on one of your parents lies? I don't think I have. I think I know my parents lied to me a lot growing <laughs> up, but I think once I found out they were lying, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not passing that on. You kept it kept it with you? Then, I never thought that would happen to me in my life, Mike. And I just, in the moment, it just came out, and I was like, dang, <laughs> that, that really just came out very easily. And then confessions, you know, I'm pretty like, I don't really have any secrets. I don't really have anything to confess. Oh, okay. No secrets, Mike. I like it. You yeah. sure? You're, you're thinking over there. You're like, I'm I think, might. Like, I wish I had something good, but I really don't. Well, you are. You know, you're still, you're you're in the sweet spot. You've only been married a little over a year. Yeah. Like, I wish I had, like, done something that I haven't told my wife about. I know that's what I'm looking for here, but, but nothing. She's found out about everything. Mm. I'm pretty good. Like, I think I'm at the point now where I just, like, go in and, like, here's everything. Here's what happened. You're like, it's not worth it you're to find, find out the other eventually. end. <laughs> That's fair. It's okay. You don't have to have one, but we did love this segment. I think collectively on the show, everybody was laughing pretty hard at these confessions. So if you have even a a lie that you passed on from your parents, also share that with us because I think those would be hilarious too. So, but Mike, thanks for hanging out with me this weekend. It was fun to catch up and hear about your Christmas and everything else too. I'm still thinking about animals with letters. Oh my God. You're going to be thinking about that all day. (laughs) All day. It's hard. Try and do other categories too and they get much harder. (laughs) You're like, I really don't know a lot of things. I need to expand my vocabulary is what that makes me feel like. I'm going to take that game, do it on my podcast, do it with movies. Ooh, yes. Let me know how it goes. Yeah. (laughs) If you can do it. 
and how quick it takes you. Because when I tried to do one by myself, it took me like 10 minutes. I was like, I am not very fast <laughs> at this. At least with somebody else, you kind of get challenged to be like, okay, I got to hurry. Or like doing it on the podcast, you're like, I don't have that much time to sit here and, and contemplate. When you do it by yourself, it's a lot harder. Yeah. <laughs> and you like, can't Google, can't do nothing. Yeah. But I, I do hope you do that. And uh, I can't wait to hear more of your movie reviews in 2023. You also mentioned on the post show this week that uh, you have a podcast episode that's out right now, I believe, yep. with the expectations for 2023 of movies. Yeah, my top 10 movies that I'm looking forward to. So all the big movies coming out this year, I break them all down when they're coming out. It's a lot of good stuff. I think this has the potential to be one of the best years in movies in a very long time. You have a lot of Marvel stuff, but you also have a lot of original stuff, which I'm excited for too. And I feel like people think that everything now is a reboot or a retread on something else. You do have to dig a little deeper to find the original stuff, but I'm I'm excited for it. Okay. I'm hey, now I'm excited for 2023 and I already was. Yeah. <laughs> this may be the year I also go go Brave go- Comic-Con, Mike. This oh, may really? be that year. I would love to go to Comic-Con. Right? And it's that's another thing that's on my list and I really I've never been out to California besides like flying through LA. And so I'd love to go out to like San Diego and do the legit Comic-Con. Yeah, the OG. Yes. I don't think we're off, though. That's the only problem that I'm going to fight with. (laughs) And I think you have to go like four days in advance to wait in lines. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if I have that patience. (laughs) I love superheroes. I don't know that I love them that much. I'm pretty high up there, but yeah. So maybe we can both accomplish Comic-Con this year, though. I would love to go. Right? I'm going to manifest that for us, (laughs) Comic-Con. Tell the people where they can find you, hear you, all that stuff, especially that episode. Yeah, you can listen to my podcast, Movie Mike's Movie Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, brand new episodes every single Monday. I have spoiler-free movie reviews, interviews with actors and directors, and just all my weird thoughts on movies. (laughs) I love it. It's great. Make sure to check that out for sure. I am at WebGirlMorgan on all the things. You can follow me there. And, of course, the show at Bobby Bones Show. And there's lots of content that we don't get to on the best bits at BobbyBones.com if you want to go watch all the videos. Our YouTube page has lots of performances. All that good stuff is up there for you guys. So thanks for hanging out with us. Mike, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Later. The Bobby Bones Show. Bones. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. 
Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 